Hello and welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. How are you? I hope you're well. Thank you for hitting on the button. Thank you to the sponsors of the podcast as ever. Bang and Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV. Jason Briggs and his team house not far from me in Montpellier in the courtyard in Cheltenham in the uh, sort of French district, I guess, of the Gloucestershire town. Specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installation. Some fine B&O equipment on display in that showroom in Montpellier, but they can through Serene AV source all kinds of entertainment systems and offer bespoke solutions to you, whatever you're interested in. So get in touch with Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham website and through the social media you can get all your numbers and details listed for Jason and his fine team. Thank you also to the Cytoplan Plan for the association with the podcast. Food-based supplements, my father, Dr. Mark Draper, has been consulting in terms of the constituents in there, the trace elements in there. And interestingly, they have released a new supplement at the moment, Immune Complete, which is fantastic. Contra- contains all those trace elements as well as vitamin C and all the other vitamins, but D3 being key. Although it is a sunny day today, the light is going to be in short supply, isn't it, in the UK in particular, as we enter the gloomy months of winter. So that's important with COVID and everything else in mind to keep our immunity up. And uh, immune complete is the key. Cytoplan.co.uk is the website. And you can get a discount with a new code. It is Draper10, D-R-A-P-E-R, one zero, and then the capital letter R. So it's Draper10R is my discount code for supplements at cytoplan.co.uk. Thank you for listening to the podcast. It's been really interesting. I had a fun conversation once we got the technology sort of sorted with Ash Loveridge, who's a fine Gloucestershire-based sports journalist for many decades, actually predates the real arrival and explosion of the internet and things like podcasts. Um, He had a tough time over lockdown. He was made redundant at the Stroud News. He's been covering Forest Green Rovers for a long, long time. We talk about that and, and slight rivalry with my local club, Cheltenham Town, which is just up the road of Gloucestershire. Derby tension between the two clubs in recent years as they compete in League Two. Both made pretty solid starts actually to the season. In fairness, I think the Derby's coming up soon. Without fans, that will be be sad. But Ash is very interesting about the sort of the media landscape, how it's changed locally, the effect of the internet. He's pr- briefly worked at Forest Green in the sort of press and publicity department over the summer has now gone back to being a freelance journalist and is covering Forest Green Rovers for a number of organisations, including BBC Gloucestershire as a co-commentator, but a good guy. Apologies if we come in and out a couple of times because he he got a couple of phone calls as he was Zooming on his phone and we lost the conversation. So uh, we've bounced back. So it's a little bit beautifully shabby, this world of podcasts, 2020. I'm sure you can empathise with some of the the trials and tribulations in your workplace if you're probably at home doing Zooms and, and anchors and and uh, Teams apps and all this kind of stuff. But I hope you enjoy this. Ash Loveridge, sports journalist. <laughs> okay, we are recording with Ash Loveridge. Ash, don't go anywhere. How are you? We, we can hear you, oh, I think. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, mo- with all this modern technology, Ed, it's supposed to work, isn't it? But um, at times it just goes a bit wrong. So I'll, I'll sit tightly and won't move a muscle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you are. I don't know if you're in the rolling hills of uh, South Gloucestershire down there. I'm not sure where you're based, but maybe it's... Uh... Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in the uh, beautiful countryside of Slad, Laurie Lee country, where I, I normally go for a little bit of a walk and listen to your podcasts. 
Oh, well, that's very, that's very kind of you to say that. How, how are you? How's life? Are you, I know you're enjoying a bit of nature lately, but you've been at the, the Forest Green Games as well. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a weird, well, since lockdown, it's, it's been personally, it's been tremendously weird for me. But I guess, you know, I, 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 take, I take heart in the fact that everyone else has been feeling like that, really, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, and, and did you leave Gloucestershire Live during that, or are you still working Gloucestershire Live? I wasn't sure. No, it's, it's, I, I'm. Um, every, I think people think I work everywhere, actually. But no, <laughs> I'm. I'm. Um, I started my early part of my career at Gloucestershire Live, which was then called. I'm showing my age now. Um, the, the Citizen. Echo. Oh, the Citizen. Yeah. Even John. Yeah, even John Palmer's um, old enough to have worked at the Citizen. <laughs> yeah. um, so that that's one of the sort of places that I cut my sort of journalism teeth and um we did a wonderful thing then in those days called the pinken mm. um which was an evening sports paper i mean they had them across the country really ed i mean uh, yeah. newcastle had one i think and i think newcastle had a green one so, so was, that, was, uh, that, was that a daily paper then was it an evening sports paper yeah the, the, it was a saturday night so it would have um you know all the results all the match reports etc absolutely fantastic and i guess it was just before the internet was really kicking off, so yeah, the pink and the pink in Gloucestershire <laughs> or in, in Cheltenham and Gloucester was was your incredible go-to to find out the results. And that's, um, that's amazing. Yeah. So you've spanned that entire transformation because I think I spoke to yeah. Sarah Shepherd last week, who's the boxing correspondent for the Athletic, and she was saying that yeah, you know, she graduated a similar time to me, sort of 2003, yeah. 2005 time. And we were predicting then at, at college that the internet was going to have this huge impact. It hadn't quite happened, but we were sort of in that halfway house. But I suppose you preceded that explosion because that must yeah. have been amazing to watch it unravel. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm a sort of, I classify myself as not one of the real golden oldies, but I'm a sort of an in-betweener, really. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I had to embrace it. But I mean, some of my colleagues um didn't embrace it you know some of the ones that were that much older than me mm. um were quite grumpy about it but you know as soon as i mean i think john palmer and myself were two of the first journalists that would uh, take an iphone to a, a press conference and film you mm. know and that was mm. quite and we had to we had to learn things like if we were outside you know the first few times you'd come back and um, A.D. Pennock at the time it was that I would have been interviewing the Forest Green Manager. Mm. You'd come back, if it had been a windy day, you'd download it and all you'd hear was... And then, so obviously then, oh, what's in my um, iPhone? Oh, I can put, I can get a little mic here and stick a little mic, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, the... I'm trying to think of the name of the, the mic company, but they're actually based in Stroud and they supply everyone around the world, film sets, just the little mic covers, rye coats, they call it. Really? So that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's a coincidence that that's right on your doorstep there as well. That's yeah, yeah. And they're in Stroud. They've just got this little little unit and I just rocked up one day and said, oh, I understand you have these microphones. Have you got a microphone for an iPhone? <laughs> and, you know, they came. And then I researched rye coat and I realised that they were... Mm. They're, they're real big big guns and they're they're in this uh, tiny little place called stroud so yeah. uh, it's funny it's funny that because i've been doing the podcast a lockdown and trying to work out zoom and, and different apps and an anchor app i use for podcasts but it's interesting that it's even becoming possible for neanderthal like me because i've had no natural aptitude for technology but it the game has sort of come to us a little bit because it? it's got increasingly more simple to, to do 
Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think it's gonna. Well, obviously, with uh, with with Zoom and stuff, you know, this is uh, the way some of the press conferences are being done now, aren't they? Yeah. No, it's a shame we can't meet up and do, we, we, I'm sure we can in a, in a couple. Yeah, of months. yeah. Meet, meet, meet up in Stroud yeah. and, and have a coffee because actually I've got a soft spot for Stroud because my wife went to the sort of maternity centre there after she gave birth and ah. lost her to our daughter. And so I always uh, always think of my little girl when I think of Stroud and it's uh, yeah. Um, I mean, spot. quite a lot of um, yeah. I mean, the maternity place absolutely fantastic. Um, the newspapers probably about 20 years ago mm. launched a big campaign to keep that maternity unit open. Um, mm. I mean. You've had a few famous people born in there as well. I mean, Jack Russell's a, uh, the, really? obviously the England and Gloucestershire cricketer. He, he, he was born there. So, um, yeah, incre- incredible. Yeah, so a real, Stroud's a, you know, a real, real sort of special place, really, and really uh, close to my heart. I have to um, let, uh, let out a little secret. I was actually born in Cheltenham. So, oh, uh, were you? <laughs> Con- <laughs> controversial. Me, yeah, <laughs> that, should, that should make me a Cheltenham fan, but... Um, I moved here when I was five, so it's um, you know I am, you, I am a Stradig. What have you Sorry. made of that? What have you made of that rivalry between Cheltenham and Forest Green? Because I've only lived in. I mean, I'll I'll grow up um, secondary school age in Malvern, so I'm not far away. Yeah. But I, I sort of came to Cheltenham in 2013. We'd always come here shopping and stuff on days out and things, but I didn't really yeah. know. But it kind of coincided over the last few years with this arrival of the Forest Green Cheltenham Town rivalry. Is that a new thing? Yeah, you, you, you know, you're close to it, but it's very passionate. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, looking back, it was always um, Cheltenham-Gloucester rivalry, wasn't it? You know, yeah. that should be still the big rivalry. But obviously, Gloucester have had their, their troubles. Luckily, they look like they're on the way up again, which is great. But yeah, um, Cheltenham and Forest Green, uh, there is, there's, almost, there's also been a bit of rivalry with the journalists. Really? <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Was that you, time and, to, you, you and John Palmer, is it? Or? No, well, John and I have always sort of liked each other, but, but there have been times when we haven't sort of communicated. So, wow. But, you know, we meet up for coffees now and stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, there's been, there have, there have been those sort of moments, really. But um, I think now, I think both the managers appear to get on quite well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and the chairman get on quite well now. So I think a few years ago it was a little bit, a little bit frosty. Yeah, I know Mark, AD Pennock. Sorry, Mark, I was going to say Mark Cooper's a little bit older, isn't he, than Michael Duff? But did they play against each other when they were younger? I'm not sure. Uh, I would have thought they perhaps possibly. I think there's probably about an eight or nine year age gap. So yeah, uh, yeah I think Mark Cooper's fifty two now. He won't like me to release that. <laughs> looks good. Yeah, I looks think. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks after himself. Likes his clothes and. Likes his trainers. Um, I saw I you. Like I, saw, my... I saw your tweet about the trainers. He, apparently, his trainers are key to the results. Are they? You think? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was. He was. Um, I like my trainers, and uh, we often sort of look down at each other's feet when we meet up to see who's got the best trainers on. Normally, it's him because obviously he's on a he's on a lot more money than me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he did have a really nice pair of Asics on the other day. That. Um, I was quite impressed with. Wow, um, like running shoes. Said, but, or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, running sort of stroke trainer, really, I mm. think. And um, really, real smashing sort of shiny pair. And um, he was, I think he was putting them with his uh, pair of slink, slinky trousers. So, yeah, he was, he, was, he was looking sort of Guardiola, Mourinho-like. And uh, he said, I'm, these trainers are making the debut today. And, and it they, back, backfired. They, yeah, no, they pulled off a win, and then oh, they had back-to-back vi- they had back-to-back victories, and then on um, Tuesday night, I I noticed when the photos were coming through, different pair of trainers. So, oh 
you know, so so that's, the, that, that's the key get your trainers yeah so that was the tweet so I, i'm imploring him to get those trainers back on and they Nash, i think we may have just lost you there what i'll do is i'll stop the recording now and if you i've done a thing that would drive roy Keane mad the f my phone was on yeah and i was getting a rare a rare phone call so uh really now really now ed you should be going what's going on what's going on <laughs> i know for, yeah this is it this is the, the problem with the technology is using your phone it's almost nice to have it separate sometimes isn't it because i've had that people drop out switched, it's... i should have I should have switched it off. That's very uh, unprofessionally there. So. Well, no, well, no, don't blame that. Honestly, not. Well, this isn't. This is a. This is a shabby podcast at best. It's just a fun, fun conversation and catching up with people. But it's it's the transformation. Well, yeah, we'll talk more about Forest Green. But I was going to say the transformation in media. What you've seen is it the key thing? I guess is the fact that you're not having to wait 24 hours to put out a story, are you? It's instant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's that brings with it a, an added pressure, doesn't it? Um, mm. When when we're when we're sat in the press box, I mean the adrenaline is pumping, but it's it, it's it's a really great feeling. I mean, I look back to last Saturday, I was co-commentating for Radio Gloucestershire, also doing stuff for PA and trying to interview two managers at the same time. And, um, <laughs> uh, but you you're know, doing you, that, you're you doing that while you're commentating, or you doing that after the game? Well, yeah, no, that would be that would be weird, wouldn't it? But, um, <laughs> I, I fortunately I was co-commentator for BBC Radio Gloss, so it gave me a little bit of time. But on the whistle, the requirement is a 170-word straight match report, nothing flowery, you know, bolt, bolts and braces, and that has to be fired off straight away to PA, and then that will appear on BBC Sport and obviously your boys on Sky. So yeah. uh, oh, fantastic! So that has to be done pronto. Um, and obviously, you know, you get that, that classic, Ed, where you've written your intro, everything's done and dusted, yeah, and then bang, yeah, <laughs> the, the whole uh, narrative goes, doesn't it, out the window, and your, your beautiful intro is absolutely ruined. So there have been times when Forest Green have been losing 1-0 with, with, in added time, yeah. where I really wanted the score to stay like that. You know, send, it, send, it, send it early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so the, there was that to do. And then obviously there's a, a considered piece that the Football League paper want that gets farmed out again. And that's got to be done pretty quick. And when you're interviewing one manager and then you see the other manager coming across the pitch, you're just <laughs> thinking, Crikey, what am I going to do? But and also, what I've noticed this year, Ed, there's less, yeah. there's less media at games. You know, there's less redundant. Yeah. Redundant. yeah. Uh, no, I think there's just there's been so many cutbacks, Ed, in in my game in the in the you know in the, yeah. the writing side that they're not there. I mean, there's normally regularly a guy from the the sun that sun there for the mm. the um, Forest Green games, and he didn't rock up on Saturday. And I'm thinking, wow. And then I'm picking this. I'm I'm looking at the Sun on Monday mm. and seeing they've used my quotes. Um, you so that, know, that, the that's the problem. That's, that's the problem, isn't yeah. it? I suppose that almost in a sense, yeah. not that you're trying to get people out of work, but now there's a sort of sense of like we don't need a personalised report. We'll just kind of rip and rip it from from Ash Loveridge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's nice to see your words, but you know, you're not getting credited for it. But then I guess that's all part of the. Uh, 
the complexes of um, the press association that my stuff's going to, that it yeah. get, get farmed out. And I pick up a, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite incredible. People thought at the weekend, the stuff I did, the way I'm promoting it, because I've, I've got to promote myself at the moment, you know? Of course, um, of course yeah. One of the things, yeah. I'm not a naturally that type of person, but I've realised that I've got to do it. You know, I've got to tell people where I am and what I'm doing that day. Because so, hopefully... top, topless pictures on Instagram to come then, are they? <laughs> Is that the yeah, <laughs> next step? Yeah, well, well, I mean, during lockdown, I have been hitting the gym every day. So, uh, Good man. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, again, for your mental health, that is an absolute, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a given there, doesn't it? I mean, just move the body, um, move the body helps the mind, definitely, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I've been trying to do spin classes five times a week. Oh, wow. Which, uh, for, awesome. for, 40, for 45 minutes. But, but don't tell my gym instructor what gear I'm on because I'm cheating <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I've been to, I've been to yeah. one spin class with my wife. But the problem was it was yeah. a woman, woman who she loved, but I've got no sense of rhythm and you had to try and do it to the music, which had to, was an absolute yeah, melt, meltdown yeah. for me. If it was, yeah. a, if it was uh, more of a, like a level on the bike, I might have been better at it. But it was like trying to sort of be rhythmical was really difficult, I thought. I know, I know. And uh, for me as well, um, my, um, our personal trainer, he's slightly camp. And <laughs> we, send, we, we, we tend to have to listen to a, a lot of montages of Girls Aloud. Wow, uh, okay, yeah. Um, which makes me think of the girls from Girls Aloud, so that helps. But yes, yeah. Just it's just ridiculously camp. So, uh, <laughs> but, but honestly, Ed, for my, for my mental health, it's... It, I don't want to be over dramatic and say it's been a lifesaver, but mm. it, it really has. It, it's just like taking. Uh, I would never. I would never want to be in a position where I needed to take antidepressants. But mm. if that is an antidepressant, go and do a spin class because it's a tablet and it it just it just gets you through the day. So because mm. um, no, I, I I really I, I I you know I don't mind saying and I'm 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 open about my feelings, but mm. when I was put on furlough at the end of March, being told that I couldn't do my job. That mm. was absolutely like, a, I know there's worse things in life, but for me, it's been my life. And it, 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 was, a, it was a dagger in my heart. And I, I, I can remember saying to my boss, well, look, I still work. I don't mind. Wow, I, don't, yeah. I don't mind, yeah. you know. And he said, well, there's a law that you can't. And, you know, and you just think, oh, dear me. But then obviously, um fortunately at the end of march forest green approached me um yeah. they, pro they approached me in march to say there's going to be a job and you know we we like what you do we like we we've watched you you went um, to the you went to the dark side ash yeah 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 they said we've watched you we like the way you integrate with the manager because they're, they're difficult people managers and yeah you know, stressed, um, stressed as well aren't they yeah mark cooper and i are a similar similar age as well and I, we we do seem to have a sort of mutual respect. And I think the key, I always say to young journalists, don't ask a stupid question, you mm. know, because you're going to get, really think about what you're going to ask that guy. If they've just lost 4-0, you don't go and say, Mark, that wasn't very good today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen journalists say that, you know, and straight away you've got his backup. So... Mm. For me, I've always said if they've lost like that, you know, just can you pick the bones out today of that for me, Mark? You know, that's one of my go-tos. Yeah, that's... Uh, not every yeah. time, every yeah. time, but... Yeah. What's your analysis? What's your... Just an open-ended question is always key, I think, in those yeah, yeah. so that they can go where they want to go with it, maybe. 
but you know they're, they're prickly aren't they managers i mean um i've had pretty good relationship over the near, near five years with mark now i mean there's, there's been times where you know he's had a moment with me um but we, we've sort of dealt with it so now touch wood it's it, it's it's been pretty good saying that it'd probably ring me later yeah then, so. <laughs> but you had, but you had, you had but, the job, didn't you, in the press office? But it didn't last long. Is that right? Did you feel no, that no, it was what, too, um, too partisan? Was it, or how did you feel? Um, what, what it was, I mean, everybody when I announced it said, "Gosh, Ash, that's your absolute dream job." Mm. And I kind of thought it was going to be that. And obviously, in the back of my mind, I knew I had it in March. Um, and then I started in July, yeah, uh, just before pre-season, but. It, there was something not going right with me in a sort of, um, you know, personally in my, in, in my, my mindset. Um, yeah. I think the time off had really rocked me. Mm. I'd been at the Stroud News, Ed, for 18 years. So wow. um, I was institutionalized, really. But I lived and breathed it and loved every moment of it. I didn't feel like I'd been... When I found out it worked out, it had been 18 years, I thought, my God, that's, the, that's a whole person. <laughs> and did you, did, you, did you have a set structure with that? Was it, was it structured daily or was it a, a random sports report? Or be? What, was it, what was it like? Well, I, was, I, I started off as sports editor for the, just the Stroud News. Mm. And then the cuts, they cut and cut and cut. I was ending up doing the sports pages for the Stroud News, um, the Wilts and Gloss Standard and the Gloucestershire Gazette. So I, wow. I was... I was compiling about 25 pages and they all had to be the deadline. They're weekly. So the mm. deadline was um, Tuesday for the Stride News, um, Wednesday for the others. So it was, it, was, it was a tough ask, but I was my own boss and sort of um, had a great editor. He's a great sort of man manager. And yeah. he, he would just let me go out and play. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got you got you weren't just you weren't tethered to a desk doing sort of layouts. You were actually out there able to. Yeah, yeah. No, I was layouts. I was everything. I I was I was like the man juggling and hitting a ball and you know putting all the balls up in the air. So, um, but wow. absolutely, absolutely loved it. But then what? actually thought with it. Go on, sorry. And I was going to say, do you think it was coming before the lockdown? It just sort of sped it up with the situation. Yeah, I think I think talking to my editor, he said. You know, newspapers are obviously completely changing now, aren't they, with the world? Mm. And they are, you don't see anybody with a newspaper, really. I mean, mm. um, you wouldn't see a, a teenage lad uh, or girl with a paper under their arm. That wouldn't look cool. So, um, <laughs> maybe it would, but, maybe it'll be retro, maybe it'll come back. Yeah, well, things do come back, don't they? So, uh, yeah, you're right there, it could be. But, yeah, I was, um, yeah, so I, I, I was everything. So when the Forest Green opportunity came up, I did think, oh, well, this is, you know, this is a real great opportunity and a chance to do something else with my life in a way and still something I love and something I know. Yeah. Otherwise, I think I'm, I may have just meandered on till, mm. you know, the day they said, here's a clock, Ash, it's time to go. Oh, God, <laughs> goodness me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, could have been, it, could have, it could have been that. But, um, yeah, so the, jo the job came, but I, I sort of suddenly quickly realised that, it, I was, mm. I was, I was, I felt like I was, it, there was a bereavement of losing my, losing my job and, yeah. and turning up at, and turning up at the football club where other people were still on furlough. I, I just felt a bit lost up there. Mm. Um, and, you know, more than capable of doing the job and um, dealing with the players and the manager, but they weren't around because it was pre-season and 
Mm. Um, yeah, I just, I just thought, I'm not sure if this is really going to be for me. Yeah. And I, as I said, I, I was mourning the loss of my job. Um, I'd had a really bad year in terms of um, I'd helped sort of nurse my stepfather, who I um, grew up with from the age of five. Uh, wow. He had dementia. He had um, dementia, and he was oh. in a he was he oh horrendous. My admiration for the care staff at, at these homes is just unbelievable, and yeah. it, it opened it opened my eyes to a a totally different world. Going into a care home and seeing these people that have once been doctors, solicitors, you know what whatever they've done, great people that were had been cut down and completely. Yeah. completely bereft of any, any of their sort of faculties really but yeah. we were lucky because my stepfather I could walk in and he would look up smile and say hello Ashley oh, so, great, we, we great, still, yeah. so we were right up until the end we had that mm. um, and so that you know I'm still I'm still struggling with that loss um, although he had a fantastic fast, fantastic innings of 90 so oh, uh, wow. yeah, good. You, you, you can't grumble at, you can't grumble at that. And then, um, not soon after that, um, my best friend who was a, uh, sports teacher out in Qatar, uh, mm. developed a, the most bizarre cancer I've ever heard of called amyloidosis, mm. which, um, oh, basically eat, which basically eats your organs. And awesome. yeah. And, um, so he was without kidneys it just attacks your body. It's a, it's a buildup of plaque. Um, but he was having this sort of super life. He said, well, almost like a fake life out in Qatar, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's got it's a it, surreal it, place. It, I commented on basketball yeah. out there years ago. It's very surreal. Yeah. 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 And he was in that materialistic world, not a care in the world. Um, met his, met his wife out there. They were both, both teachers out there having this wonderful life. And he said, one day he just went out for a run. Mm. and it was as if he'd got 50 yards down the road and it was as if he'd completed a marathon wow and he just thought wow this isn't this isn't right so so he had two two to three years of just being nursed by his by his wife um back in this country so so basically Ed, um everything just got on top of me is, is he is he has he passed away has he your friend yeah he pa he he passed away um on his birthday actually i mean oh, what a man. day to what a day to pass away but um it's, so it, I, 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 it's weird it's weird life isn't it i mean that's you know having your father your step your stepfather yeah. and that happening in the space of a, a short yeah while, it's, it's just amazing blows come yeah 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 and furlough and then a new job and um but i knew the job wasn't right for me well I, there was a pre-season game um the first one of the season i think yeah it was against yate town and away and okay. i woke up i woke up in the morning mm. and i thought i don't want to go to this football match yeah you know you, and I, that was a horrendous feeling to to actually a guy who absolutely loves football and loves writing about football mm. saying that it was in my head you know my head was saying I don't yeah. really want to go to this. When, when your passion, uh, when, when your enthusiasm wanes, it's an indicator, isn't it? I think, and when the energy goes, it's a, it's a big but, indicator of you. So I, um, and um, so I, I was at, they were, they were great for a screen because I, I expressed that feeling. Yeah. And uh, they said, well, they just, 
have some time over the weekend. Um, we think you're great. Um, we think we want you here. Done a great job. We know you're going to be great. And when the foot proper game's coming, you'll mm. be fine. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, well, that's really, really kind. So I took a few deep breaths. Um, went for a walk through the Slad Valley. <laughs> tried to sort of come to t- come come to terms with everything. And then on the Monday, Ed, it just hit me again like oh, a man. rock. And I just thought, what is going on here? So I drove, I drove to the ground, yeah. uh, obviously to meet meet up with the guys. And um, the new, I mean, new everyone, re- yeah, everyone liked me up there, and I felt welcomed. And you know, I've I've been part of the fabric of it for such a long time, anyway. Yeah, you know. And um, I drove, I drove to the ground, and I sat in the car park for ten minutes, and then suddenly. It was almost like an out-of-body experience where I just turned the keys back on it. I, I could feel like the car was telling me to go back to Stroud. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was yeah. almost almost on an autopilot. Um, drove back home to my place in Slad and yeah. just sat there and cried wow. for, uh, for about half an hour. Did that, did that feel better just to stop and to let it out a bit? Was it was it kind of a oh yeah, the, yeah 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 the 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 it was almost like a weight had come off my shoulders and I I just thought I thought to myself you know I, I'm in trouble here at the moment mm. you know what what should, do I need to go and see a doctor possibly mm. um, I'm very open about my feelings as you can tell today yeah. but no it's good it's good I, I, it's good I, I think a lot of people feel like that sometimes I think actually like you're saying in a way yeah. that the pandemic triggered obviously a yeah. change of circumstances but also it gave yeah. us time, time to think and sometimes with that time to yeah. think it, it, it awakens issues that are underlying the surface as well doesn't it and that you kind of yeah. have to, have to yeah. come to terms with sure so i thought doctors no because i know they're just going to try and give me some tablets and yeah you know go go away ash so i literally thought right uh, you know i'm gonna i'm gonna turn to exercise mm. and you know anyone listening today if you don't exercise do it. Try it. Yeah. You know, don't, even don't walking, that, walking or whatever. Yeah. 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 Don't don't worry about if you're going to be the worst in the gym or, you know, the, the slowest. It, it, it doesn't matter because people people aren't interested in really in what, no. in what you're doing or what you or what you look like. Yeah, so, we're, we're obsessed with the comparison yeah. culture, haven't we? And I think social media can fuel that. But actually, it's just moving the body, getting the endorphins going. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. I, I remember studying sports science at Loughborough yeah. 15, 20 years ago. And, and they said at the time that I think the more profound your mental malaise yeah. or, or depression was at yeah. any point, that actually the more profound the effects of exercise were found to be. So it's, it's definitely a big factor if you are down. Yeah. And just move, yeah. go for a walk, start maybe a little jog down the road, whatever it might be, just yeah. to, within, within your own your, your grasp. Yeah, I mean, I haven't trained for two days, Ed, and I've probably had two days where I've not felt great. You know, mm. I, can, I, can, I can cope, but I know, ooh, you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's time, to, time to get back out there and uh, try and look as fit as you and um, John Palmer. So, <laughs> I'm not uh, quite sure about that. <laughs> we're, we're, just, we're just primates, though, aren't we? I think we complicate things, humans, and we're quite self-aggrandizing, but actually we just need to move. Like, we're not meant to sit down all day it's not, uh, not, you know, no ab- ab- absolutely i mean i've i mean i've i've certainly got a stand-up desk and stuff like that i mean because you're sat down a lot aren't you in your um studios, studios yeah at yeah, we do, yeah 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 
commercial breaks, I tend to stretch my legs and look a bit funny. There's one, one guy at work, Tony Wright, who does these sort of long yoga stretches, puts his, his, de- his sort of shoe on the desk and, and does a big, uh, big stretch, hamstring stretch and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah try, try yeah. and stay. But yeah, you're right, because sometimes you sat down there for a, a good while, actually. And I think... Yeah, you get right, welded, don't you? And you get in the zone sort of yeah, thing. So yeah. uh, another, another one I recommend is... Um, I'm, I'm, I do it as much as I can, is Pilates. Um, we've mm. got a, at the Stratford Park Leisure Centre in Stroud, we've got this uh, Pilates instructor. She's in her 70s and yeah. she is insane. You know, mm. w- what she can do with that body is just incredible. <laughs> uh, uh, and people, she gets fed up when people say, oh, aren't you marvellous for your age, etc." But she said, yeah, I'm good, but I've done it all my life. So yeah, it's not Re- repetition, it's not, isn't it? Is key to yeah, yeah. Uh, ab- ab- absolutely. But yeah, so it's been a it's been a challenging year, Ed, and um, I feel like I'm just starting to sort of get myself back together now. And obviously, the freelance stuff is starting to come in. Yeah. Um, but how, but that, that, the tough thing is you're trying to do it all in one day, aren't you? That's a difficult thing involving yeah. around the games, I suppose, is you've got yeah, yeah. Intense, so, days, um, intense days and quiet days. But maybe that works for you. I don't know. Is that good for you in a sense that you have that real busy day, but you know you've got a calmer day coming Yeah, up? I mean, I think I'm probably going to have to look at, um, I mean, obviously, as you can imagine, 18 years in one job, I'm, I am getting my redundancy. So um, my bank balance looks, looks in rude health at the moment. Oh, but, good. Obviously, um, yeah. So I'll get you a coffee when we meet up. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got, you've got, but you've got to figure out all. You've been, you're a sole trader now because I was a sole trader before. You've got to do all that kind of thing, haven't you? The accounting. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to get all that sort of. Um, I mean, people think when you say I've, I've done stuff at the weekend for Sky, BBC Sport, Radio Gloucestershire, the Stroud yeah. News, they 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 imagine that you know you've just walked away with a couple of hundred pounds, but you know. In, mm. I said to someone at the weekend, all that glitters isn't gold. So, yeah. you know. What's the best paid part yeah. of it? Is it the commentary now? I mean, you don't have to tell uh, us about it or anything. Yeah, the commentary and the PA. The PA, I, I, I work for a, a, an agency called Right Angle Media. Yeah. And so they farm out my stuff. So if my stuff gets, I, I would imagine, um, because the um, son have used some of my quotes, yeah, I, w- I will think I'll probably get an extra twenty odd quid, but yeah, may- mainly the commentary and the PA are about equal. So um, yeah, yeah. You- you're looking at around about 150 quid for a Saturday. So that's not going to be enough to no. sustain. So uh, and then yeah, mid- so mid- friend- mid- midweek as well. Do you get midweek? Yeah. Midweek yeah. as well. Yeah, and you know I might branch into some sort of other writing really, but at the moment, Ed, I- I've I've kind of got. A little bit of breathing space really so yeah. and i'm really enjoying the broadcasting bit i'm not are very you? good but good good yeah, you, you, yeah. You're, you're the analyst are you rather than the yeah the play yeah by, the play yeah, by players, yeah. Americans call it. yeah 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 so what i'm trying to do is listen to you know live live analysts um the sport guys and just try and get a few little nuggets off there really i think mm. so. and, you, and you're not obviously next well, you're not, you know, you've got 10 in your Twitter handle, but you're not a sort of a, a former professional, but you're adding extra spice and detail, I suppose, because you're, you're long service at Forest Green. Or yeah, Forest yeah, Green. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've listened to some of the guys doing it and their, their, their reading of the game is very mm. good. Um, uh, Richard Joyce at Cheltenham used to do a few commentaries. And Did he? he's got Joyce, a really, Joycey, yeah. yeah. Joycey, yeah, yeah. Young Joycey. Um, 
he, he used to do, do some when he was at, up, at, up at Forest Green. And I think, you know, you've got quite a good broadcasting sound voice there, Joycey. And also you seem to understand mm. the game. And there's another guy that was, was at Gloss Live, James Young, who's been doing a lot of uh, co-coms for Radio Gloucestershire on the Cheltenham games. Oh, cool. Um, he, uh, if you ever get a chance, listen to him. He's a great voice and paints such a good picture. So yeah. I think... Fantastic, I think my... fantastic guys at local BBC level. I remember at BBC London yeah. as well, there's some really good, talented guys there, actually. Phil Parry and Nick Godwin. And also at BBC Hereford and Worcester, when I did some work there, there was Trevor Owens was the sports editor and uh, really? a, young, a young lad called Terry Goodwin at the time. He's probably 35 now, but uh, he was at the yeah. time. So, it's, yeah, it's yeah, real, yeah. Real, real talents out there in local radio, actually. And I think yeah. your local media is still it's a vital service, Ash, because although there's a multitude of platforms and media and stuff, actually, there's, like you say, there's very few people with boots on the ground at these games, and you, you provide a valuable service to the people in the community. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things we're now seeing as well with uh, John Palmer at the... University of Gloucestershire, the, the students are coming to the fore now and um, it, they're, they're being given great opportunities. My, my only worry for students is the fact that where are the jobs now? You yeah, know? yeah. The jobs are few and far between and in fact, you know, Gloss Live are using them very well. Um, are they paying the students or are they getting free work out of I them? I don't really? know, I don't know. I think they may get something but I think they're so happy to do it. Um, yes yeah because we we would have been at that age well, we were yeah, we? yeah that, that's a difficult yeah. point i mean i did free work yeah. a couple of years but i suppose it's difficult yeah. to to determine like you say where the, where the transition now is to interpaid work unless bbc gloucestershire or another local station or a local paper yeah. or, or, on, or online offering offers them some pay yeah work. i mean i i think nowadays uh, ed a, a, a lot of the youngsters who graduate that they're, they're going straight to a straight to a football club aren't they yeah, so, the press offices are getting yeah. bigger there and, and football clubs almost control. And it's funny because I worked at MUTV for a, a little bit, but I actually, even, uh, okay. even as a Man U fan, I found it difficult because yeah. of the sort of like inability to be objective was, was yeah. tough. You had to toe the party line. Not to a, yeah. It wasn't even explicit. No one said it, but it was very yeah. much the, the feel of it was very pro. Pro, um, pro the club, and then Roy. Ke- it's around the time that Roy Keane had that explosion about the. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, you were there for that, were you? I think it was just after that. I'm not sure because it was. I think I was there 2005, 2006. I think that was previous because it was pretty soon that he left for Celtic, wasn't it? 2005. Yeah, it might have been around. yeah. It might be the year before, but it always that yeah. kind of tickled me. They ran, they ran his scathing criticism with the other players and things mm. like that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to the students, um, this this year they they've got some real talent there you know we um i'm going to be mentoring one for the uh, stroud news and journal and i've asked him to do a couple of bits and bobs mm. and it it's oh, i mean i don't know if john's going to need to teach them you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure well, he has to but i suppose yeah. they i suppose as well and i always say to students that with the decreasing opportunities and this doesn't necessarily help them for paid work but actually with the technology we mentioned iphones and mm. you know obviously all the laptops and stuff you can mm. get in the software you can pretty much hone your skills, can't you? You can do pieces to camera at home. You can do commentaries. You can record commentary. Yeah. There's, there's, it's a lot easier. In yeah. a sense, we were relying on someone giving us an opportunity, whereas nowadays, you know, you could, not, yeah. not in the pandemic, but you could pitch up to a, you know, a Sunday morning game and, and do some commentary or whatever it might be just to get some reps in. Yeah. It, it is practice is the key. And I know they'll do a big education and holistic ethics and all that kind of stuff and yeah. law at the journalism college, but fundamentally you get better through communicating and practice that yeah, communication. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think one of the key things that you know, I'm going to help when I mentor the guy who's doing a bit for the Stroud News is how to interact with the manager, you yeah. know, because that, yeah. is, that is the difficult job. So, uh, it's harder you know, on Zoom as well. <laughs> yeah, abso uh, absolutely. But yeah, no, they, it, it's great opportunities for them. But again, just my, my worry is that I, I see like them there and think well actually you're doing a, you're doing this job now because the journalist that would have done it has been yeah. made redundant so, what is so that's naughty that's yeah. naughty on the papers really on the publishers in lots of ways what, can you can you distill and crystallize what the issue is for people who are listening who may be journalism students or people in the wider public yeah. obviously all our jobs are affected by technology to a certain mm -hmm. extent but we've had this coming with the media for a while the fundamental issue with the internet is getting the same amount per read that you would get out of a, a physical sale, isn't it? That's the issue. Yeah, yeah. Ash, I think you've just disappeared again. I don't know if you're going to come back. Hold on a sec. About that. Yeah. You're, back, you're back now. Sorry, we just lost you there. But you, yeah. Yeah, no, it was another call. Nobody ever rings me, and I'm getting calls. <laughs> I'm getting calls all day, and I should have put my phone on uh, airplane. But oh, do I've not disturb. Do not disturb is the best one because I think airplane and then cuts off the, the call. Oh, so does it? Okay, yeah. Yeah. cuts out your Wi-Fi as well. Um, but, but don't worry. I've, but I've just I've just picked up a new iPhone, and obviously I need a University of Gloucester student to show me what to do. Well, yeah, you I'm probably. I, I'm I'm such an old antique. So yeah, I'm sorry, we were. Gonna no, you were just saying, just the fundamental issue was about the, the cost of journalism and or uh, how we get money back from the consumer. And I think the key was that advertising online doesn't necessarily equate to the old style sales of papers. No, I mean, obviously, newspapers are massive. I mean, a lot of people since lockdown have said to me, we, we don't pick the local paper up now. You know, yeah. and in fact, sport in the Australian news has gone from six pages to one so that shows wow. you and people are still reading it online though, aren't they gloucestershire live yeah they're still yeah, yeah and we're we're, we're we're massively um i mean one of the reasons i was made redundant was that sport doesn't bring in as many web web hits as a car accident or oh, a, or a you know person knocked off their bike or a shop opening you know so, it's a ra race to the bottom isn't it because if, you, if, if it's done yeah. on attention metrics then it's purely like you, you run clickbait and all that kind of stuff and it's not actually you worry about the quality journalism which i don't know if you've been encouraged by the athletic the rise of that you know features yes yeah yeah fantastic yeah mm. yeah i mean um a lot of the local papers now you've got to pay them well which i personally works but mm. i would certainly uh, um subscribe to the athletic and and stuff like that i mean that's been fantastic yeah i'd still pay for the times physical copy but i haven't got a time subscription it's funny isn't it how you, no. you might, your mindset changes so do you still out of interest do you still buy a newspaper i do if i'm in a if i'm going on a train or something yeah like that. yeah i would do yeah i would actually in a, in a yeah. shop in those moments i wouldn't sort of charge out of my house to go and get it but actually when i do read a paper it's a more relaxing, yeah. immersive experience than being online. Because when I'm online, typically on my phone as well, you're getting messages, WhatsApp, texts, all that kind of stuff. And it's a distracted, yeah, yeah. distracted mindset. Yeah. Whereas I find, tac you know, the tactile thing of reading a paper. So I still get magazines. I get, you know, I get a couple of magazine subscriptions. We've had National Geographic and Esquire. And I think that is, that's a quality. Yeah. And I do realize and recognize that actually it takes time for journalists to do that. And I think you, yeah. that's the issue, isn't it? It's not just firing off three paragraphs and, and, that, and Bob's your uncle. It's, it's actually going yeah, out that's and meeting, interesting. meeting someone. 
Yeah, interesting you say about magazines, really, because I don't think I've bought a magazine for, oh, God, 10 years. There's actually an FHM, FHM on my floor here, so that shows what a, what wow. a, a lad's mag 90s boy I was. Yeah, <laughs> Lo loaded FHM. All yeah. That stuff, yeah. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Nice one. Well, yeah, there's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, there's a few other magazines kicking around when we're teenage boys that are now being replaced by, uh, by other things on the internet. So that's interesting yeah. as well. It's a different um, changing world. But Ash, I've got to shoot in a second, but really yes. appreciate your time. But you are a freelance gun for hire then, are you? So people I am, to yes, yeah. It says that on my, t on my Twitter. Um, hire me if you want me, sort of thing. So yeah, Ash, great. And Ash Loveridge on Twitter. Ash Loveridge 10. Yeah. You were in the yeah. hole, were you, as a kid? You played yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I was um, Glenn Hoddle in my day. Okay. <laughs> Gloucestershire's Glen yeah. Hoddle. I, lo I love it. Gloucestershire's uh, Glen Hoddle, yeah. And it's great to speak to you. I suppose you'd be, I mean, the idea is, I suppose, the other days of the week is to pitch sort of maybe features and stuff as well, isn't it? I guess. It's, it's, yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, I've really, I, Ed, I've absolutely loved that. You've really sort of lifted me today, and I can, uh, I'm going to go out for a run now, I think. So. Good man, good man. And maybe hit, hit up the athletic. Let's increase the athletics, Forest Green and, and Cheltenham Town coverage. Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. I think we could have talked for hours today, to be honest. So, well, let's, uh, do, let's, do, let's do it again soon. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cheers. Good man, Ash. Speak to you soon. Take care, Cheers. man. Wow, really appreciate Ash being so candid there about his mental health struggles over the summer. Had a couple of, I guess, massive haymaker shots that life threw at him there in terms of what happened to his stepdad and his friend and then coupled with the pandemic and being put on furlough losing his job ultimately and sounds like he's been through a lot actually the, the ringer and i think it's understandable to get knocked down by life sometimes and it's certainly really inspiring how he's, he's battled back and now he's working again as a freelance sports journalist and they're also finding that that outlet in in physicality and in exercise, which I think a lot of us do. That just cognizant of the effect it has on us and the difference when we don't move or we're sedentary, not only in a sort of like health long term sort of chances, but just how you feel is is key. And a, it's an inspiring story that he's kind of wrestled himself to that point of of positivity. Um, and he's, he's now mastered his first Zoom call as well, which is fantastic. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Do let me know if you do. Ed Draper eighty one on social media ashes on there as well on twitter ash loveridge 10 i believe is his twitter handle if you want to follow him get insight into local sort of league two football even if you follow another team might be interesting because he'll be coming across your team at some point won't he in that that arena of, of the wonderful league two football coming off their first defeat this week in the league forest green we'll see how they how they rebound from that and uh, do let me know on itunes as well if you can rate it fantastic comments i do read those and any other platform and let me know on social media if you've posted it on another platform. Because I think the podcast goes out on 12 pl platforms that, that host podcasts. Not sure how it exactly works, but it'd be great to hear from you. Ed underscore Draper 81 on Instagram. And uh, like Ash Loveridge, I'm not quite embracing the sort of topless photos, all that kind of stuff. I was watching an interview with Kim Kardashian. She's got 190 million interview, uh, followers on Instagram. But it's a very picture-perfect post. She's a master of that medium, not me. Well, she's actually older than me, which is interesting. She's uh, definitely of a, a millennial mindset. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. Appreciate it. It's a very anxious time for us, not only with health, but particularly finances for the vast majority of us who will uh, – rebound from having coronavirus if we have it but i think it's that anxiety over our health and our finances that's been 
paramount. And if you do have the money, I would definitely recommend local business. Uh, Jason Briggs and his team at Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham, really good, bespoke, convivial service, good people and, and good at keeping in touch with you and, and nurturing you through any new entertainment system, whatever it might be. And remember, cytoplan.co.uk, if you're looking to optimize your immunity at the moment with food-based supplements from Cytoplan, the new code for 10% off at cytoplan.co.uk is DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero, and then the capital letter R at the end. Hopefully that makes sense. Thank you for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good day and the rest of the week.